everybody, and welcome to the FilmReview.com podcast. I am your host, uh, FilmReview.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, obviously, Hunger Games, uh, Mockingjay Part 2 came out, so we will be looking at that. And uh, we're also going to start going back. We're going to we're going to lead you in slowly right, right. <laughs> into the uh into the insanity that will be December and January and uh the rest of the year uh every week no matter what comes out in the theaters we will probably be doing you know who knows three or four movies a week yeah, that that now. will have to color cover and it will not only be um all the big things because everything comes out in the next month because like you know 50 movies come out between last week and the end (laughs) of the year so we'll not only be covering all the things that are coming out but we'll be going back to some stuff uh that we didn't cover over the year because you know we only do generally one movie a week that leaves a lot of stuff that we don't cover on the podcast specifically so we'll catch up on some of those especially because we're already getting emails uh, wanting our lists and wanting to know uh, what's going to win, what we think is going to win. Right. And, uh, you know, so for those who are not uh, super fans of the Critics' Choice Movie Awards, uh, I hear there are such people. But <laughs> yeah, uh, you may not know, um, they switched it up this year. So the Broadcast Film Critics Association, which I am a member of, is uh, they've joined forces of the two shows. Somewhere around five years ago, they started the Critics' Choice Television Awards. And uh, now it's on A&E. And last year was the first year that it was on A&E. And apparently A&E really liked it, liked us, liked having the show. And uh, I guess some sort of collaboration between them and us the idea came around that it w- we were going to do the uh, one big show like the Golden Globes. Right. So it's going to be one show, movies, TV, everything all thrown together. And that has made it so that uh, things are even crazier yeah. this year. And uh, but anyway, people are you know already e- emailing us wanting our list. It's funny that every year people do that. Like as, I, I as though you, as though lists. we might not do it no i know but <laughs> like, I, I think that you know i don't know there's probably a combination of them people who've listened to us long time you know know that i love lists and you don't right people who only listen to us since you know the oscars of last year know sure because you say at any time i right. coerce you into making a list right. you hate lists but i think there's more of us out there than you and i think that people love lists i'm sure and, there are and i think um I think it's great. I can't wait. I've already got my list going. You know, it's not that I don't, uh, it's not that I just hate that there are lists like that. They are. I don't know if there's a list that you like, (laughs) even grocery lists. What what I don't like. Yeah. uh, I don't even like those. What I don't like about it is how do you know that, you know, lettuce goes above macaroni and cheese. No, if we go to the, if I go to the store and I buy lettuce and spinach, spinach takes top drawer. Right. Always. Because I know. So, we already are getting some emails asking if we're going to do the list. When, we, when are we going to do the list? You know, people want the list to come out way earlier. Yeah, than no. There's any chance of the list coming out. Like <laughs> we, they want the yeah. list, 
you know, like a month ago. In my family, we never did earlier than Christmas because you just have one big thing to look forward to right, at a time. Right. So, and it was almost always this real fun buffer because it was close enough to the end of the year that we did it around the 30th of, Jan- of December. Right. And, you know, you got to have something else to look forward to. But I may see, you know, there's a lot of big movies that open on Christmas. So I'm going to do right. my list before then. No. <laughs> right. Give me a break. Give me a minute. Like so. Uh, yeah, and head. especially this year. Right. Uh, yeah. it, it's really it's it, it's weird. I wasn't He's, worried about last Christmas year. Christmas is heavy. Yeah. And it's getting worse every year. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I remember it, it wasn't that long ago even. Not yeah. that I have to remember because I'm old. But it wasn't yeah. even that long ago that like nothing came out on Christmas. You wouldn't dare right. come out on right. Christmas because you knew people like, that was crazy talk, yeah. right? You you would just you know things would just normally come out that weekend maybe right. but it was not anything and theaters huge. weren't open on Christmas it wasn't like you know, a yeah. big thing right it wasn't like you wanted that release date yeah now all of a sudden everything comes That's out on thing. Christmas and everything wants to come out on Christmas <laughs> and you know like five years from now right. like twenty movies will open on Christmas wasn't Day. it last Christmas that like it was it was the it was it, I may be forgetting the movies but I remember the feeling. I, I didn't actually feel very drawn to the theater. And usually I feel like, wow, no. there's one film I got to go to. Wasn't right. it like Unbroken? Wasn't it Jolie's it Unbroken was, uh, and American Sniper? Uh, Wasn't yeah, it like I don't even remember. Things? I was like, I don't care about And I think b- actually both of those movies, since you mentioned both of those movies, I don't think it was those because I'm pretty sure that both of those movies only had like the very limited yeah. time of the year. And then they really came out in January. I mean, they quote really oh, yeah, came out right. or whatever. I don't but know. I remember just being so. Anyway, like, yeah, it was but... it was nothing that interesting. But anyway, uh, so people are asking us for the list. People cool. are asking us what's going to win, what yep. should win, what do we think is going to win, whatever. Yep. So, so there will be uh, leading into that action. We've got a lot of movies to cover. Right. So what we will be doing uh, this week, we're going to do uh, just kind of normal Hunger Games, and we're going to do Mr. Holmes. We're going to go back in time to seeing that. Right. But uh, there are movies that we need to cover uh, that we missed above and beyond the uh, things that happen to be coming out this year so that they make some kind of sense to you when they're suddenly on our list <laughs> or, yeah, right. or we have mentioned you, you them before know. when we suddenly say this should win best actress or, you know, yeah. whatever. And you're like, why? You didn't even tell me anything about that movie. So, yeah, right. So we have a lot of stuff to make up up for. So going forward, it's going to be like several movies a week. Right. Uh, it's going to be at least, I would say, like three movies that we try to squeeze into yeah. every week. And whatever does come out in the theater, like we were talking a minute ago, next week is going to be Creed and Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. So we've got a we've got to at least get one of those, uh, the serious normal routine, right. but then we've also got to kind of try and squeeze several <laughs> other things. in. not only that, uh, we, we will probably be covering Brooklyn next week. Right. So, and that's, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, that's, that's a weird movie actually, just in the fact that it's, uh, based on a big bestseller mm-hmm. that, uh, not only, Everybody knows, sold a lot of copies, made a lot of money, but, uh, you know, people in sort of scholarly circles are talking about it being, you know, really this awesome story and way to tell a story. And if you, if you watch the trailer wrong, you might think it's a Nicholas Sparks movie, right? (laughs) Because it's kind of weird, but 
but people have been talking about that book for a long time, not just because this movie came out, but, you know, for a while in a similar fashion to the way that they kind of talked about Angela's ashes in, right. it, in that it's, you know, a very like serious book. It's not a bestseller because it's some, the next trashy right. thing that everyone wants to read or whatever. <laughs> so, but the, the trailer, it's funny because in one sense, like I said, if you maybe weren't paying attention completely or, you know, kind of watched it out of the corner of your eye, it might look like some, you know, glorified Nicholas Sparks kind right. of story. Yeah. But it's uh it's a very intense uh emotional movie and it has really good actors in it right. and a lot of them and that it isn't, you know, no one's saying, "Hey, well, sure, the Hunger Games, but what right. about Brooklyn?" Right. And right. and it it's kind of weird. So it's it's not a movie that can manage enough hype but it's a movie that is right in the category where people might want to give it some recognition yeah. for whatever it may be something it's just that kind of movie so we got to cover that next week so from now on it's just insanity for the rest of the year yeah and that's and, not why we should probably make a quick I mean, I don't know that anybody knows unless they're listening live and if it even says it, but we've got an extended running time for the show, but that's more or less just to cover our, we're, we're not necessarily thinking right. we're going to go 90 minutes today, but maybe. That's no, no, I actually, I actually just started this from uh, right. last week. I'm just going to make the shows uh, be 90 minutes, except right. they're going to be 60 minutes. Right. Still. We're I mean, still we're still going to try to be 60 right. minutes, but when we went over last week, yeah. something weird happened. And I don't know if oh, did it? I, I don't know if anything came out in the wash or whatever. Hmm. But but when it went over, you know, the things that it told us here looked weird. Yeah, right. So it was like we weren't even sure we if it was sure. like still right. going. Right. So that's okay. just. Uh, but we still will try to keep it under an hour. That's uh, just silly, yeah. silly technical issues. Right. But uh, anyway, so. Um, but other than that, no email questions. Yeah. Just uh, people have been That's weird. I would have thought people, people have been have... throwing specific things out as uh, so. Is this going to win? Is that going to win? Right. Just answer. But yes more like yeah, yeah, it is. But more uh, just that they want us to have some like kind of awards show version of our picking. Like and, your stomach is growling. Yeah. The that's that would be the. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's, our, that's our crew. Studio security. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I yeah. think what, what we'll do is go through Mr. Holmes real quick, and then we'll uh, hit Mockingjay. So uh, Mr. Holmes, which came out July, a, a few months ago. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was a weird, this was a weird movie too, that in a certain way, marketing wise anyway, kind of reminds me of Brooklyn because it's uh, Ian McKellen mm-hmm. who... Uh, has oddly never been more awesome and more everywhere than suddenly really? he is now yeah. in the last it's you know really few weird. years. He's uh, he's all over movies. He's in all kinds of movies. He's uh, got this new show, new-ish. It's in like its second season called Vicious on BBC. Yeah. Uh, which is an amazing, hilarious show. And it's a, it's a bizarre kind of uh, – almost a throwback show to 
if you were watching the show and you found out BBC was re-airing the show from mm-hmm. like the 60s or 70s, you wouldn't be that surprised right. because, it, you know, it's virtually all filmed in one room. Yeah. And every now in the second season, every once in a while, they go out <laughs> and do yeah. stuff. But uh, it, except that it's about an old gay couple. Right. So that is not from the archives but right but other than that like the way they film it you know they the set that they use Mm -hmm. and the kind of like snarky weird humor and stuff and that's great show so he's everywhere and uh you would think that this movie would have got like a bigger push right and and yet it's just clearly a slow moving movie that not everyone's going to run to the theater for it got like a very limited release didn't stay out in theaters for yeah. a real long time. It, this did, is almost, it, didn't, it didn't rake in a ton of yeah. cash or it anything. It felt like it was one of those films. And again, like, strangely enough, like when you were just talking about, you know, how do you know about the lists, like where one thing should be over another. Sometimes you just see a film and you're like, that's a Redbox movie or that's a straight to video release. Right, Even right. though it might have all the star power in the world. I looked at Mr. Holmes originally and it was just like, this is art house kind of thing right there's some indie thing indie thing but it's also the kind of thing that i would have found on the shelf at the video store and been like holy crap ian mckellen is playing sherlock holmes why did i not see this right and you know when the trailers were out it's just it's a weird marketing kind of a thing because the trailer would come on and go ian mckellen's in this movie and he's playing sherlock holmes right Okay, there's so here's sort of some of the stuff that happens, right? But uh, but Ian McKellen's in it, yeah. By the way, they just want to say that a lot, and uh, it was almost like they didn't want you to, they didn't want you to pay attention to what it's about, right? They just hoped that they would sucker you into watching because they're, you know, because somebody in charge didn't believe in it in a certain way, like didn't believe why spend a lot of money on commercials and mm-hmm. you know whatever promoting it in a certain way because we're not going to convince people to go right the people who are going to show up to the theater we've said all we need to say right but you and, either love Sherlock Holmes or you love Ian McKellen right you know and, and to be honest that was that worked for me right like it didn't matter I'll watch an Ian McKellen film anyway but if I know Ian McKellen is Sherlock Holmes well, I'm like, well all right right I'm clearing something off the schedule to put 90 minutes away on this no matter what so and so so it's a very interesting, we'll uh, refresh your memory since it's from July. It's a very interesting right. kind of a theory that they've got going where he is Sherlock Holmes, but in a different universe than you're used to watching a Sherlock Holmes movie. Right. Because he is Sherlock Holmes, who is a real person, but also right. that Watson wrote all the books that you've read and published them. And it's like the uh, the fiction turned into reality yeah. and then back into fiction and watch that. Right, right. Uh, the real Do- Dr. Watson really wrote these stories and now he's really old and life has moved on. But it's the sh- version of Sherlock Holmes where he kind of gets like some celebrity out mm-hmm. of the fact that he's Sherlock Holmes <laughs> right. because the books are really out there and yeah. you've really read them and they're all the same books and they're all about real cases and you know maybe watson glamorized them a bit glossed over to be a book or whatever yeah 
And uh, he has to run into people who ask him why he's not wearing his deer stalker hat and, right. you know, all this point. stuff. Why that, is he not smoking the pipe? And, right, right, right. All this stuff about that he has to deal with his fans and he doesn't want to. And, yeah. and so the story is basically about he's getting really old and he's losing his memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he, some he's I mean, he's really pretty old. He's 93. He, yeah. uh, uh, well, I mean, but Holmes. Um, in, in the movie. Yeah, he's 93. He's supposed to be 93. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't he, he, I didn't he, remember McKellen's, them saying McKellen's that. like in his early 80s, but I know he's, 90, he's like, I'm 93. Okay. You know? So it the way that the story goes, he lives in this fairly remote place and takes yeah. care of his bees and has a housekeeper who has a son. Uh, his housekeeper's Laura Linney. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's basically been there for like 30 years. And the whole story revolves around this last case that he had that caused him to basically put himself in exile to not do Sherlock Holmesian stuff anymore. Yeah. But now he can't remember the case and he can't remember why he did it. Right. So he's been living as basically like a recluse, but he's gotten to the point where he's really losing his memory. And it's, it's really a, a bizarre and awesome scene at the one point where he's talking about the fact that, he must have done something really bad or right. what, like, like he just woke up and 30 years are gone. And why am I here? Why did I make myself live here? And yeah. it, it's a great scene. But anyway, that's basically the story. And he kind of runs through it with uh, Laura Linney's son kind of, uh, you, you know, takes an interest in the, in the wacky old man right. and knows who Sherlock Holmes is <laughs> and you know, all that hilarity ensues. And, <laughs> And so we get some flashbacks of that case mm-hmm. and uh, him being involved in that case and the whole thing. And then even like that, he reads because that case was a book. Right. <laughs> so that case is not a real book. That case is a case that uh, Watson ran through this story. Right. Right. At least I don't think that's a real book. No. It doesn't sound familiar no. to me yeah. at all. And I've, read them all um but so we go through in flashback form all the things that happened in this case about this woman who was uh playing this really bizarre instrument thought she could hear her dead children and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. and uh her husband hires homes and then so we get the flashback and we get a lot of right now and trying to put it all together so there's your summary of the movie right uh i give it a nine. Yeah, that's, that's pretty high. And, uh, there were, there were times that I was really thinking nine and a half. There were a couple times I was thinking eight, mm-hmm. like kind of as I'm watching it. And, uh, you know, it's one of those movies where there's something about it that makes me want to rate it even higher, yep. but I just kind of can't, it's just not quite, I don't think a nine and a half or a 10. Yeah. But other than that, it was it was really awesome. I, I thought it's it could not be less of a movie that's for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> because right. it's really not. It's really slow. Um, it's it, it wasn't for me anyway. It wasn't slow in the way that you are watching the movie and just kind of start thinking, is something going to happen or, yeah, right. y- you know, whatever, right. like when's a gunfight, like, Holy fight? cow, we're just sitting here. Um, right. I, for me anyway, it really kept me 
involved and I was like right there. Right. But slowly. Right. I mean, it, it's right. still it's almost like um, majority of uh, Robert Altman movies. Yeah. You know, they they just move along slow. That's right. just the kind not as a negative, but just as how the thing goes. Right. It's I, I think a, movie... a lot of a, any movie that is sufficiently filled with conversations. Right. Is going to be pretty slow. Yeah. So I could see this, you know, not at all being for it for everyone. Right. And uh, not a lot of people want to go, hmm, 93 year old guy. Let's see what he's well, about. That's it. Right. Yeah. And so inherently a movie about a 93 year old detective. Right. You know, who's, solving who's case, not basically. actually detecting anything. Right. He's just really he's thinking just about to remember stuff. things. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was I, I'm I'm pretty much with you. I thought it was an eight and a half. And there were easily moments where I imagine rewatching this at some point because it's not terribly long and it's so strong and subtle that I could imagine, you know, eventually being like, oh, that's like a nine, nine and a half. Like there's just right. there's something very strong and subtle about it. While I'm watching it, there's nothing really fancy about what they're doing. You know, they don't have to recreate Baker Street. They don't have to put gas lights. You know, there's no stage coaches. You know, he's 93. The world has kind of moved on a bit. And and really what it reminded me of was an adaptation of a really excellent, like, one-act play. You know, it's just, right. it feels very play-ish. Right. And and I mean that, you know, by way of a compliment. Again, a 93-year-old detective who's basically just searching, like, the files of his mind, you know, because he engages with this housekeeper's son, who's a precocious, a precocious kid, and has broken into his you know, study, which is actually a very interesting way to start the film. He just still is sharp enough to see that there's something going on in his right. in his room that's padlocked away. And he, he realizes like that this boy has like this need to do more than just sweep and get out of his way. And the kid is like this foil and a facilitator for Holmes to telling him this story to finishing it. And he's probing his memory for the kid basically and also for himself. But you know, if if a movie with a ninety three year old detective and the most exciting bit of action is a bee sting. You know, right. you're not going to hook a lot of people. Right. When I hear, you know, Sherlock Holmes, you know, is an, you know, is going to be at the end of his life trying to figure out a mystery. Immediately, I knew I was wrong in this, but I immediately thought of like the Bruce Campbell film Bubba Hotep, where he's where he's in a <laughs> right. nursing home right. and he's racing down the aisles with JFK in wheelchairs. I'm right. thinking. Is is old Ian McKellen going to fight old Moriarty right. over an old waterfall? Right. You know, it'll be something really silly. Uh, not that that would be the, the silly film, but of course it's not going to be like that. And it's leaps and bounds away from that. It's it's just like a character study about the onset of age. And if you want to sell it in a kind of dramatic way to suggest that the the guy with, you know, the most amazing mind in literary stuff ever is losing his mind. Right. You know, and he has a regret and it's a case and he's trying to figure it out. And that's all really exciting to me. And he and he awesomely doesn't know why it's a regret. Right. And he he doesn't eat right. He doesn't this, even this, know what this he could be know a, anymore. Right. This could be know? a very different movie if because I think kind of what you get led into by the trailer mm -hmm. is that there's some case like that he never solved. Right. Right. And, and I agree. And now he his problem that he wants to make sure that he gets, uh, you know, wraps up his life or whatever yeah. is that he wants to solve the case right. before he dies. Right. And he's losing his memory, losing a, some of his abilities. And so now obviously it's even harder right. for him to solve the case that he never solved. And 
how's that going to work? I think which is not at all what happened. It, and I agree. It's funny you say it exactly like that. That's the trailer that I saw. And it was right. basically like, let's get this. It was almost like he had an OCD compulsion to get his ledger clear. And he realized like going through it, like, damn, I've got this one. I never figured it out. And, right. and it, and it's, guess, and it's like Sherlock guess, Holmes takes on like, you know, cold case files or right, something. Yeah. And it's just and, like, there's this one. And there is, a, I guess there's a perspective. If you look out of the corner of your eye hard enough, that that's there. But that's really not the film. No, it's right. There. It's you know, it, it's really more nuanced than that. It's really more subtle than that. And I'll be damned. It, the moment I saw Holmes, because it, it does deal, like you said, there are, there are flashbacks, you know, right. obviously, because he's dealing with something much uh, when he was a much younger man. The moment I saw Ian McKellen, I actually, I actually had a moment of worry. Our, our TVs are getting too good. Like, and the makeup was so good. He right, had right. liver spots on him. And I thought, oh my God, we're going to lose Ian McKellen. Soon. Like really soon. Not Holmes. Right, right, right. Ian McKellen, he came on and he's, he's acting, you know, he, Ian McKellen is, I think he's 83. I think he's 10 years younger. And he's just acting like an old rundown guy who's bumping into things and is too proud to, you know, have help. Right. But as soon as he sits down and he's exhausted and the wrinkles on his face and the liver spots in his, in, on his head. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And, and, and then there's a flashback and I'm like, Holy crap. That, right. Now he looks young again. Like, right. This is great. Like there's just these weird little subtle things where I don't think the makeup is going to get an Oscar, but I'll be damned if but it it's wasn't pretty great. good. It right. was great. Right. Laura Linney, who's usually the, the most subtle and reliable, you know, of actresses was great. Right. You know, she was really fun. And the kid, I, you know, kids are a real weird one. Sometimes kids make or break films. He was good. Yeah. He was really good. He, he did everything he needed to do without overacting. He, yeah. And he had a lot of really one-on-one scenes with Ian McKellen, which had to be the greatest summer school session of his life. Right. He, you know? he has no idea what the, he does. He, he has he, no clue. Right. He's, but he's not getting what he could but get. Everything relies on, on McKellen and, and he carry, he's in almost every single scene and he carries every scene. Like it's strange to appoint this kind of feeling with it, but there was a dignity to his, to his right. character and to his performance. And it was so nuanced and subtle yet strong and I'm watching it and I'm like, I can't believe this isn't in the theaters longer. Right. You know, it just, it was one of these things that's really fun. There's no special effects. There's no laser blasts, no killer sharks. Right. It's just, but it was, um, it was such a good film. So there's, uh, all the good things about it. Right. Right. Now. There's, um, and we're supposed to rip on movies that we give nine, right. and not just say right. good things, but there are, uh, I think some really key good things that I have to say about it. First of all, obviously Ian McKellen is, uh, so fabulous that it's unreal. Yeah. It's really, you know, you don't actually see him all that much. And unless you've just seen everything that he's ever in, right. I mean, if you've seen like some of the bigger things that have come around that he's been in, you don't very often get uh, to see him where it's almost just him. Yeah. Right. And he's just, and it's just watch him act right. for an hour and a half, which you get here. And it's really a, like, if you're a super cinephile, mm-hmm. it, it was just mind blowing to me to watch yeah, that movie. He does, uh, he does like the weirdest things in this movie that like caught my attention mm-hmm. because I was like, what? How Who can he do that? Nobody does you that. You know, there's, you know? there's a part in this movie where he's, like sitting there 
like shuffling through papers <laughs> and like drinking tea right. or something right. and just sitting at a desk and looking at, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like there are so many actors that would just, you know, kill each other to be yeah. able to just do that <laughs> the way he did. Right. And it's nothing like imagine, right. imagine going to uh, read for a part or something, or they're like, should we have Ian McKellen do this? I mean, obviously they knew when they started making this, right. he was doing he it anyway. It, yeah. But like he goes into read for it and he goes, well, I'm just going to sit here and shuffle papers for a minute. And they all go, you're in. Yeah. Right. Cause that's <laughs> I mean, best. It was so weird yeah. to watch him do a lot of the things that he does yeah. and, and have his uh, actions and reactions and responses to people just be so perfectly mm-hmm. that character. Like it's, it feels like he had just been doing this character right. for all his life. You I, know? I genuinely, I, I agree. I feel like, again, like if there was a stage play and this thing ran for months, they got him and they're like, right. we're going to adapt it for the screen. Just do it. And right. Like, all right. I know it. But even, even the little things that like, like I know that scene you mean, and I, I loved it. I'm like, this is so powerful. Like just this moment of looking and sifting and moving things right. around. Just, just that you and can then, just that you can see what's going on in, in his, his mind yeah, right, when he's exactly. doing it. He's like shuffling then, through papers in the I can't remember everything right. way. I mean it's like it doesn't you can't you even describe it. it. If you right? describe it, you'd be like, go do it and it, it just move things around. Like I'm doing it for right, you. Right. You know, but it, it also in the subtle thing that a person understands and that he probably gets because he's been Magneto and Gandalf and you know, all these big guys. It's awesome when people, you know, ask him to be Sherlock Holmes. You're like, where's your deer starker? Where's your pipe? Right, like, right. where's your magnifying glass? And like, his Watson response. Wrote the, yeah, it's, his response is so perfectly um, not just, you know, this is what the script says. Right. But this is a, the guy who has lived through those right. questions. Every day. For forever. 50 years. He's, or he's got a labored but polite response, which is no Watson right. did that. I never thought they were, I never thought it looked good or I always preferred a cigar or I just, you know, he has like this thing, but you get the weight of his response and the, the way he exhales when he says it and his shoulders, when they slump, he's right. like, yet again, I go over right, the right, right, and exactly. I have to answer about the deer stalker. And he, right. it, and even one point later when he answers it, it, it I almost see a flick. I'm, and again, I'm appropriating now, but I see like this thing in his, in his reaction where he's like, I should just put the damn thing on. So people stop asking. Right. Right. You know, and it's there. He can it without a word. And I'm like, it's like, he's, it's like crap. he struggles with that. Yeah. Right? And, it, and it's a perfect conveyance of this thing that most people will never have to know, but he knows and and, and there are times there are times in the movie awesome. where you know he says he's sherlock holmes and people says he's not <laughs> right like no you're not because right. i know what he looks right. like he'd be taller and you're not yeah. you're not one him. of the I, I i since we're getting off the film real quick you know it's sure. awesome that we both like it so much it is it's a great um nod to that the guy the kid that played young sherlock holmes was actually in the film did you catch that in in mr holmes he's watching a movie about himself one of his his mysteries and the guy in the movie who's playing sherlock holmes is the same actor nicholas howe i think or Rowe. he's the same actor who played young sherlock holmes it was awesome i have no idea Uh, i was it was such a cool little cameo i was like holmes is watching holmes who was holmes when he was playing holmes but now he's holmes again watching Uh, it was too meta it was awesome no it was really I, i didn't even catch that oh that's too bad uh, but that was that was a cool scene though when he when he goes and he's like I need to find out what's happening in my story so I'll go watch the movie right. you know? and uh, you know another thing that was uh, really awesome about the movie 
is uh, that a lot of a lot of what's kind of going on, um, nobody actually references. And right. and I thought that was a lot of a, a lot of fun and surprising because you just don't see that. But it was yeah. uh, it was really cool that we're getting taken through this story. And there's kind of this background thing to to the story that you know obviously he is uh, losing his memory and stuff. And there's, you know, there's something like he didn't solve his last case, which it's, that's not it, Mm -hmm. but he's got this kind of thing where he didn't get what he wanted to get out of that case. Like he didn't exactly learn what he should have learned out of that case. And that led to, you know, now he's sitting here going, why on earth would I possibly have just abandoned everything and left and stuff like that. Right. And it's not because he didn't solve it. It's because he there's in some way he didn't get what he should have got out of it. But nobody ever says anything like that or no. makes any kind of mention of anything like that. They just they just do what they're doing. You right. know, when you're just a person going through this experience, you don't start saying, you know, you yeah. don't start talking about yourself and why you're doing it. Right. Right. I mean, it, you just do it. And then that's the thing. And it was uh, really uh, good work on the screenplay side of things too yeah so um you know now it's a 10 in what we've described right right? um it's pretty so the things the the things that kind of threw me just you know to give at least some mention to things um there were some times in the movie where i kind of didn't like the almost like stagey way that things suddenly happened um when the when the kid is really in trouble Mm -hmm. uh and there's bees right who no one can guess what's going on. So I didn't spoil anything. Right. There's a kid and bees and a problem. Right. And uh, I didn't, don't say I spoiled it for you, but right. um, the way that that kind of comes down was just kind of like, I don't know, this has to happen. Right. And in the middle of this movie, that was almost like jarring. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was real subtle all it, the way. It through was like, hello, when, this well, is, it felt thing. like it was, right. it was facilitated instead of naturally occurring, which the right. vast majority of the film provided but then it was just like you could feel the forced hand and i'm like don't don't do that don't right. rush it but and there thing. there were a couple of times that that happened earlier on to something similar to that where uh we have you know at some point we have to tell a story right <laughs> and not just uh all the awesome stuff we want to do yeah which is not exactly telling a story you know but we have to have a movie plot that at some level fits in with, you know, the Pixar version right, of every right. movie's every the movie's same movie. movie. Uh, we have to do some of those things to move things along. And it just, a lot of it felt like we weren't really paying a lot of attention to those moments. And so it yeah. just, it really kind of like pulled you out of things. And, you know, so I, I didn't right. love some of that, yeah. especially with that end thing. You know, one of the things that I really didn't like about that is, one of the things that we really are just determined to say in making this movie, I guess, is how I can think of to put it, is his his response to people and reaction to people that's very Holmesian. People are already kind of familiar with it yeah. anyway, but we want to, I guess, bring that home a little more in that he, you know, because he's so smart, because he's Sherlock Holmes, because... You know, it's the same thing that we see all the time in elementary. If you watch, right. you know, if you watch that show, he just doesn't react to 
normal world situations in the way that people expect that other people will. Yeah. And so he accidentally sometimes makes people very unhappy. Yeah. Sometimes he very purposely makes people very unhappy because he doesn't want to respond in the way that they want him to or whatever. But like at the end where we get this thing, it's like, we're trying to hit so hard on the idea that, you know, he's doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And we've really already done it in better ways earlier in the movie. We don't really need like to punch that. Yeah. And, and it just feels like it doesn't really fit with the rest of what's going on. Yeah. And so, I don't know, then, then it sort of took a lot away from the ending and kind of everything else that happened after that point was, you know, not as interesting. It's a fun reminder that there's a lot of films like this out there. You know, the last time I sat down to, and it's funny, I'm blanking on the name of it. What was the Bill Murray, um, uh, the Bill Murray president film where he was, don't you remember we saw that it was like some New York thing. He was the president. He was LBJ. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember the, but it was, it was like this subtle, easy kind of like play written kind of film. And I'm Oh, just right, right, right. Um, I don't remember it either, but isn't Laura Linney in that too? I think so. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. strange that she's the connective tissue here, but it's just like, I sat down to watch that and I was blown. I almost called you 15 minutes right. later and been like, holy crap. Why right. didn't we see this? 10 months earlier, you know, it's just really, it's a fun reminder it, and it's a strange sort of like foil again against the hunger games, which is this billion dollar production with lasers and things that sometimes to tell a real effective story with emotion and value and gravity, you, you don't really need much except really big talent and someone to just step up and, you know, Right. Deliver it, something really subtle and great. It doesn't have to be overbearing all the time. I right. Gotta, I got to look that up. It's uh, going to drive me nuts. I'm already looking. Are at you? It. All right. Um, yeah, it is. It is actually an interesting kind of double feature yeah. that, that we've got it's going like here because, then, because know, like theater. in this movie, um, all you need for Hyde Park on Hudson. Thank you. Uh, yeah. With Bill Murray, sim- which, which was very just crazy. Feeling. I had a very awesome. similar feeling watching that when I was watching this. I'm like, it's just two people in a room and they're just talking and right. there's so much going on and the way they're delivering everything is just great. So. Yeah. And uh, in, in this one, like, you know, like you said, as opposed to something like the hunger games, whether right. we say that that movie's awesome or whether it's right. horrible, the difference in like what you're doing with the actors and the characters and what they have to do or what you don't think they can do or don't want them to do in order to, you know, make something interesting, make any individual scene interesting and powerful. You know, what the actors have to bring to that or what you want to just be because, you can blow something up or, you know, whatever. Right. We've got a budget. Let's, let's do something. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, that's awesome movie. The, you know, one of the problems with that movie for me is that I think Ian McKellen should, uh, obviously get nominated for best actor. I don't know that he will because there aren't uh, enough. There's only so many, there aren't, there aren't enough people paying attention to this movie or talking about it. And it came out in July and, you know, there's a awards are very weird and we will talk about that as time goes on or whatever. And we talk about it before, but awards are very weird. A movie could come out in like March. And if it's just for some reason, the right 
thing yeah. for some reason, then everyone will be talking about that person being best actor or best right. actress, and they'll never stop, yeah. and they'll at least get nominated. Right. They, they may not win. Right. Um, but then other movies, uh, there'll be some something about it that, for whatever reason, that people just lose sight of it. Yeah. And it, it, they might have said it right when it came out. Yeah. But it's just going to go gone. off their radar. Right. And, and I, I fear that this is going to be one because uh, for my money anyway, he definitely deserves to at least be nominated. Yeah. Because he's just incredible. Really great. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's, that's that. Uh, the Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2. I'm right. not going to really explain what the movie's about because right. you already read the book. And if you didn't, somebody you told you what it's right. about and anyway. You've seen the other three. Times. At worst, worst case scenario, uh, somebody already told you what's going to happen <laughs> right. or at least gave you strong hints right. or you Googled it or whatever the hell. But it's not like this is a movie of you know, many surprises or yeah. that you don't know what's going on. We're, uh, we're finally wrapping up the story of Katniss. This is a very weird uh, movie for us. Because the first this movie, was our first film. This is the first movie right. we did. The podcast was uh, the original hunger games. Yeah. And it's, it, it's interesting anyway, to look back on that because I really didn't want it to be. Because, you didn't want it to be our, the first film, or uh, yeah, I I, yeah. I really didn't I want it to be the first movie because I thought I was going to hate it. Yeah, and I didn't I want I didn't want the first <laughs> episode of the show to just be going, Super oh, negative. this is some dumb, right. you know, whatever. Right. And in between this coming out and all the shows that we've done up to now, yeah, there have been plenty of other young adult move, yeah, you know, movies based we've on young, young adult. Yeah, dystopian novel. Absolutely. That we have basically had the response. Okay, you know this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really thought this was going to be right in that category. Yeah. Before seeing it. Right. And then luckily, uh, <laughs> you know, we both loved the first one. Yeah. Um, that was a surprising it, one. It was. Uh, it was so surprising. But going back to our first show, that was just kind of like the odd anecdote yeah. of doing that show was that all the time leading up to it, I was like, uh, maybe we should skip it, do, right. you know, start wait, the show the next better. week right. or whatever. And then we went and saw it and I was like, Oh, well, well okay. Yeah. yeah. So, that's funny. so the and then, uh, you know, we both liked the next movie a lot. I think we both so, liked it better. So that's bizarre. Right. Because that was another uh, bizarre time in, you know, kind of the show's history or whatever, because I went into it, you know, very nervous. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know if they can do it again. And, you know, is this going to be that? Right. But then, uh, so now in the third book, so then after we saw the first one, I read the books. Yep. And I said to you, you know, years ago, I don't know if they're going to do the third one right I, i'm not completely sure what they're going to do with the second one right, because a lot of monologue so, right so much of what happens in those books is really just her thinking about stuff you yeah. know and like as an example in this movie um if there's obviously this is one book so they're right. to, they're totally expanding stuff anyway yeah but um, even if this were just one movie, if you have a part in this movie where they're, you know, running through the city and traps are going off mm -hmm. and, you know, ooh, you have to w watch that happen for like 15 minutes. Right. You know, that was like three sentences in the book. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and so much of the book is just 
either her thinking about stuff right or her uh you know having a lot of conversations with uh like in this book with coin or Mm -hmm. about coin or with her sister with her mother with PETA, there are a lot of conversations that now in this movie, um, you know, they do them differently and to different degrees throughout all these movies. But in this movie, you know, there's something that will take up a fair amount of time as a conversation. And it will be not just the conversation, but it'll right. be the conversation and then her thinking about the conversation. Yeah, and then, right. you know, all this stuff going on yep. where now in the movie, she'll have a conversation with that person for like three sentences or two sentences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just kind of supposed to know, right. It, you're, it's you, one of those, films. you're kind of supposed to yeah. bring a lot of it from the book by now anyway, in, into the movie, because the conversations in, in this movie are not even trying the, not even like in the, all. in the sense right. of, of the first one. Right. And, and I have to kind of give it to him almost. Yeah. Because, um, there's just too much. Right. You have to have stuff happen on screen. Yeah. And unless unless we're gonna watch her sit in a room and talk to herself. Yeah. For a long right. time. Or do a diary entry. Or, which you know, is something. yeah. Which is yeah. Uh, what I said a little time ago. To be the tricky thing going into this movie was what are you gonna do? Right. Because you, you're gonna have to make stuff up. Right. <laughs> because yeah. otherwise, or else do something like that where she's yeah. just talking to herself. So uh, anyway, so then uh, we saw the first part of this, and yeah. we were both fairly pleased with that yeah. too. And I was really surprised yeah. that I still liked that one. Um, and the one thing that I really didn't like about that last one is that it just ends. Right. And I don't think that's a real. I don't. I don't think that's a thing. Now a lot of <laughs> a lot of people think that's a thing and will yeah. disagree with me yeah. and you know have varying opinions of how you make movies and. If you make, uh, you know, Harry Potter, the last book, like part one and part two, mm-hmm. except that in that one, I, I don't really like either of those movies very yeah, much, so but I will give, uh, I will give them in that movie they know where to cut it that right. when the first movie ends, that's the part one, right? Uh, it still has an ending and right. feels like that could kind of be a movie. Yeah. And you've got JK Rowling taking her one book and saying, uh, you know, where could, where could we just have made this two books right. and where could we be telling a story and having things work in a way that like I have released this as two books and people would not have screamed right. when the yeah. first part came out. Right. Yeah. So they, they did something with the movie in this, in the, in the first movie, it just ends. Right. It's just like we have our one script yeah. and someone rips it in half. And goes, you had a bunch of problems. It goes, that's, I, that's I was the okay spot. That. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like that. I don't think that, um, but overall, right. uh, I didn't hate the movie. Right. I I surprisingly liked that one. I didn't I yeah. didn't like it as much as either of the first two, right. but I still liked it a lot yeah. and, and it was pretty good. I just, just bugged me on the end yeah. because for me, I don't think that's a thing. I don't, I don't think just because you have one really long script and you want to make more money, you just slice it in half at a random point and say, now it's two movies. So you have to pay us twice to watch it. Right. And there's no, there wasn't anything I didn't think in that movie that counted really as being an ending. There was 
a yeah. place at which it stopped. I, I remember, I remember <laughs> so, disagreeing with you only about yeah. this because I knew, and it was, it, it was obvious, not just because it was called part one, right? But it it didn't have to end because it wasn't the end of a movie. It was a cliffhanger, and it was a continuation, so it could stop anywhere it wanted. It right. probably could have, if I remember our review right, or at least my feeling about it. If it had backed up just a few minutes before her walking in and seeing Peter thrashing around and doing these things, right. and you see her reflection, it's this very important motif of, of like exposition, I guess they wanted to do just a few minutes before, literally moments before if they'd ended it, that would have been an ending. You know, right. or or maybe not an ending, but at least a better ending. If, in, if, in they, if they would have taken, so, I think if but, they would have taken the last maybe 10 minutes off of that movie. Yeah. And made a different ten minutes. Right. Then you kind of could have had a, an ending, but at yeah. some point, I but mean, anyway. we'll agree to disagree yeah, yeah, as as will the rest of the world. Sure. But at some point, you're not actually making a movie. You know, if right. if the movie ends in the middle of one of Katniss's sentences, right, and the next movie starts with the end of that sentence, art that's nouveau. that's not a thing. That's art nouveau. <laughs> that's, anyway, that's that's not making a movie. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we're getting close to time already. Holy, we we did homes very well. Yeah, we we anyway, did it, we did a lot of homes. Deceptive. It tells us we got a lot. Uh, so now we've too, too too much. Well, and the other thing is is that this is a review that is meaningless, right? In some it's not going to get anybody there. It's it, not going to keep it's anybody, not gonna keep anybody right. from I, seeing I, the I end of, look end of it. Nobody office. who hasn't seen yeah. any of the previous movies We're not is going to suddenly yeah. say, <laughs> "I have to go see just this last part." Yeah. So uh, anyway, we should throw out the ratings. Um, and, and this is a tricky one and a weird one for me, especially with all of our history going into it. But uh, I give this a five. <laughs> all that all that awesome build up and you're like, eh, five. Right. I, I, I really didn't like this movie in a lot of different ways. It's, it's funny that we did so much on Holmes because we only have 10 minutes left of the original hour, though we're slated to go over if we want. Uh, we could maybe go a few minutes if yeah. we need to. I was being generous partially because of things. I mean, this is going to, you know, I'm five. Oh, I, I was, God. I was, I was absolutely going to give it maybe five and a half or six. I thought and I was so mad at what it did. I, I'm like, you no, gave me like this no. look when I said five. I love doing that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm really? Like, I'm like, oh, how could you not see that this is an eight or a nine? No, there's, there's so many things to say about what's wrong with it. I feel like everything that is right about it, we kind of said already about the first three films, right? You know, this is, this is at once a very textbook reason why when films suffer from what I call hobbititis, you right. know, you don't split every last story into two parts because you want a cash grab, especially if you've demonstrated with the last effort, which is supposed to be the one you go out with the best. We should have had fireworks and, and care and concern and, and all of these, you know, amazing emotional things. And I was bored. Yeah, And it showed why this thing that had been elasticized like silly putty into something that it really never should have been suffered because all it did was expose all the problems in making this into two films. It also showed that they have no clue why people showed up for the first two movies, right. let alone the third film. And if they had been paying attention, they forgot it all. Right. Like it just felt like a photocopy of a carbon copy of a photocopy of what to do when you have teenagers when you can make a bunch system. of movie right when you can, when, just when you can throw out anything and, you want and make a bunch and of money in, and in many ways not because you know again the way that like peter jackson did the end of you know like just even say like the the return of the king 
you know, when there's like four endings over 30 minutes, you know, this thing just didn't know how to stop. And it kept doing these things. And at first when I was watching the film, maybe halfway through, which by the way, as you know, the last hit of a franchise, you should just balls to the wall, throw adrenaline on the script and just go crazy because there's a lot of stuff to handle and there's a lot of dramatic stuff to handle. It doesn't have to just be action and flashing noises, but to water it down so much to, to bore me like an hour in is not a good sign that I'm going to be at all invested. The climax of things or the denouement of things later, I, I actually was like 30 or 45 minutes in, I was a little nervous. And then about an hour in, I was like, Maybe this is also an example of them putting too many things of the book into the film that they felt they had to do because well, then and then at, and then at the same time not doing anything right, that, not putting the, in right the book. In. It was right. such a weird thing to watch this it's movie. And I'll, for the first fifteen minutes of watching the movie, yep, I was sort of going, well, yep. may, maybe it's okay the way they ended it, and they're going to come in here right. because I like the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then that after that, all of a sudden, it was just, it, uh, you know, I, I don't even know how to explain it, really. They didn't do stuff that was uh, in the book in a decent way. When the first one was over, one of the other things that I, one of the problems I had for this movie, right. <laughs> like one of my negatives for this movie, even when I had never seen it, and it was a year ago and I watched the first movie, right. was they have not done anything really with coin. Right. Uh, and I said at the end of the last movie, uh, I don't know how they're going to do what they need, anything that's yeah. going to make that ending really work. Yeah. And what they did was uh, for this movie for like an, I think this is just over two hours it's or like so. Two, it's like two seventeen for like yeah. the first hour and like 20, 30 minutes. They did nothing. They just kept yeah. on with their plan like doing. of doing yeah. nothing, really. Yeah. And then she, it's like she pulls off this mask and yeah. she's yeah. little. Did you know that I'm this completely evil right. villainy person, which is not at all what happens in the book. Right. right? I mean, right. there's there's a buildup. And sure, at the end, you get this sort of she kind of one and yeah. so she's not as nice about making it obvious that she's no better than right. anyone else right um i mean that does happen in the book right but it's not it's earned it, in the it's book. not out of the blue right it's, it's not earned. um even even the previous things that do happen where um coin is talking to somebody or coin is making a decision or something like that. It's, you know, it's two sentences long. Right. And it doesn't really give you much of anything. Right. And it certainly doesn't give uh, Katniss much of anything, except in the general sense that Katniss doesn't ever want anyone telling her what to do about anything. Right. It's almost like the scenes where you get Katniss having a problem with coin during both of these movies, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost as much Katniss as it is coin. And yeah. it really shouldn't be like no. that. It's, it's almost like the, at least a good part of the problem is that just Katniss doesn't want anyone to be in charge. Right. And she doesn't like anyone who's in charge of anything. Right. 
And so that is sort of driving the problem. And it doesn't really give you anything of, you know, coin. She's, she goes along and she's kind of standard Mm -hmm. person in charge, you know, making hard decisions. Right. And she has a viewpoint that is oddly expressed um, by other people in the movie in really short bursts where it's, it almost, you know, things don't come across as a real point of view or you're saying this is the way you look at things. It's almost like this is a thing I said because I'm kind of a jerk or whatever. It's not like like a a real thing. It's like what you said, you know, earlier too. There's an easy moment for me that's very telling about the story. You know, Katniss and Coin are eventually at odds because, you know, like everything you just said, and instead of earning it like the book does and in, in, in through its narrative and its exposition in the film, there's this conversation with Boggs, uh, the, the, like he's the black leader of the, of the armed forces that are going out. And right, he right. says, this is why you're a threat to coin. They have a, they have a three sentence discussion and it's supposed to give us everything that's earned in the book very quickly while I'm watching all this other crap go on that is absolutely mm-hmm. unnecessary, but we got a budget. And we're going to make it big right. and, and bang. It's, and it's and I'm like, another one of the, those uh, moments where they, they just don't do it because you read the book. Right. And, and in some way, I understand if you're if you're you know, you've got a Sunday off and you want to go to the movies, you probably don't walk into something that's called part two of something without feeling indebted to have without already having it or knowing right. it. There are films and there are franchises that are there for people who know the source material, like it or not. That's the way it is. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I read the books. Like, I get it. But even having read the books doesn't excuse them. It actually condemns them for their laziness in what they're doing. Right. You know, it was almost like watching it, – it's a strange thing to think of, but I almost was like watching thematic malpractice. Like, I'm like, you guys are so egregious in what you're doing here, and it's so obviously not working. Where's the excuse except just stupidity? Like right. I don't understand. You guys have made three films together, and it's not the exact same crew, but it's pretty close. Right. You knew what was working because the first one, like you said, was great. Like that's actually a really great buildup. The first one's great, and the second one was better in in some ways. I thought the third one, I was surprised at how good they did. And then to deliver this, it's almost like DOA. You know, it's almost like we we just. We pushed too hard. Yeah, it's if like they had made it, this it, one it, film, nothing matters. If because... it, right, and if they had gone again, the Peter Jackson route. I don't want to ever sit through nine hours of Hobbits again, or or Talking Trees, or anything. But I was at the time okay with sitting in two and a half hours or two hours and forty five minutes of stuff. If you had made Mockingjay one big film right. and gotten it right, you wouldn't have had this problem. Now they're not going to have what problem? They're still going to break the bank on this. This is still going to do everything they wanted, but. Mm. If you remove the bottom line, which is silly, but you just look at this as a movie, it fails in so many easy and obvious ways that the others so easily and obviously succeeded. Right. It's actually the, kind of confounding the, the what things, they did. The things that – well, okay. So for one thing, the things that are action are all boring. Yeah. Uh, Almost ver- across the board. Yeah. There might, there might have been a couple of moments that weren't too bad, but in general – yeah. Th- throughout the whole movie, everything that's actiony is really boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way to kind of they don't sell you anything that gets you involved in it, and it's partially yeah. because 
uh, you know, the the real problem of this movie is there is no story at all in this movie. Right. There's nothing left to do. We, except we did we did yeah. all of the story. Yeah. In the I first agree. movie, all the story that we're going to do. There's kind of story in like the last 15 minutes. They want to. Re- yeah. But, you know, the, the other problem is when you're reading the book and now, OK, we're going to totally spoil it. Uh, we're running out of time of our, our general 60 minutes. Right. Um, so probably not going to go. It, it's not really going to. It's not really going to matter. There's no live listeners the, to lose the, because the, we're still booked. Right. Right. The live will still go on. But you know, technically our 60 minutes is right. over or whatever. And so we're going over, but, <laughs> but we're going to totally spoil the movie right. um, because you already know anyway. Right. And I don't believe that you don't, but when you read <laughs> the book, if you, if no one told you, you just read the books before the movies, whatever, when she kills coin, yeah, it's surprising. Yep. That when, what we do in this movie is build it up in such a like ham-fisted over-the-top boring ridiculous way Mm -hmm. with her conversation with snow which she has a conversation with snow and snow goes uh i read the book already and i know you kill her but here's a conversation that we'll have kind of about what she may or may not have done it's all like so already happened yeah. In everything they do from her thinking about it, from her um, having conversations with other people about what happened in the whole, you know, bombing thing that gets them to give up. Yeah. The things that happen at the end of the movie, that whole part even, um, which is like a big deal, you know, it's like a minute of film. Right. <laughs> and you're like that you only That's give it. a right. minute and then all of a sudden she's somewhere else and right. you know whatever but her talking about things the way that coin has this meeting about the hunger games uh like starting the hunger games back up the way that all of the other tributes talk and everything they say yeah which you know could be word for word from the book i, I don't remember Maybe. it to that extent yeah um but it's still delivered wrong here right uh even if it is yeah. right Everything that happens, it's just so mind-bogglingly obvious right. that she's going to do it. She practically, they practically have her stand with a target on her mm-hmm. behind the person that she's supposed to be shooting, and you know, it's she doesn't even have to really move, right, in order to do it, right. It's like it's so boring that this is going to happen that we're not even going to try to sell it as anything interesting. Mm-hmm. She stands up on her own sacrificial pedestal next to the guy who she's supposed mm-hmm. to shoot, and she has to move like a half an inch right. to change her aim right. to do it. But there's nothing, there's <laughs> not only nothing surprising about it when it happens, it's just such a just ridiculously foregone conclusion in the movie because because you already know right so why would we do anything you know all the stuff that we're doing that leads to her making that decision we're only doing for like a kind of fan service anyway we wish we could not do it at all right but we kind of have to right right what we wish we could do is no one would have any conversations at the end she'd go up and kill coin and you either know why she does or you don't yeah. And, and it's it just the whole movie's like that. You know, there's um, 
among the better Harry Potter movies, which some of them I think are very good. Yeah. Uh, there still is this thing where if you read the book, you're clearly having a different experience. Right. 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 That's, you know, a thing that's yeah. acceptable. Right. Right. Then on the flip side of that, there's like Dune. Right. Where if you haven't read the book, don't show don't, up. Yeah. You're, or talk during the whole don't, thing. To don't who don't knows. come to this right. movie. Right? right. And this is, this is like past Dune. Yeah. This is like, not only do you have to have read the book, but we, we still don't really care if you get anything out of it. Right. <laughs> it's right. just, and they just abandon so bizarrely the idea of there being any, any story. There's, there's no story or plot motion yeah. in this, except at the very end where we have to tell you a bunch of crap about coins so that you won't like her. So that so it we makes can, sense we can shoot her, that yeah. she does it. Right. So. It, it's just, you know, I, I, in a strange way, I feel like I said almost everything I needed to in just a couple minutes, you know, a couple minutes ago. It, it's just, it's a, it's a lot more confusing and confounding because they had everything there. And, and I actually feel like giving something a five, even though you could argue, and I have argued, so I'm it sounds like we're it. giving it a one. It sounds right. It, a five is average, right. you know, and in this regard, when you are the last entry to, a bazillion dollar franchise that is beloved and kind of admired in, in both, you know, literary and in film kind of ways. If I give you a five, I'm giving you a one, right? Like I actually am saying, look, you did get a few things, right. And there are scenes that are, though I don't just grade it for the aesthetic. You know, there's a chunk of the film that I feel like it's putting itself back together. For me, I, I actually really liked when, uh, when they're trying to get around all the traps, you know, when they're trying to get to the capital Some of it, and, yeah. and they have all these things. And it's really interesting to see the creativity of all the booby traps everywhere. And that there's just so many of them, but then they fight the mutts and she has to detonate the tracking thing. Like there's a chunk of 20 minutes there where I'm like, okay, do this. Right. Cause you're not doing it right yet, but damn, you're doing it better than you have been doing it. And, and there's a bit of promise there, but then they just let it go. And, and it's just so bizarre to me having everything at your disposal with this film and with the franchise, I guess, and just not having a clue what to do with right. anything. Right. And, and then, and then almost in a way, like you, you sometimes say that there are films that are literally just calling you stupid, right. you know? And I don't think that this, it, I never thought that this felt like it was calling me stupid. It felt worse than that. It actually felt wow. like it was saying something like, we're going to do with this anyway, and you're here because you, you're going to come no matter what. Right. You know, it was almost like it took me for granted. This is this is a good and, movie because it's a thing I made. Right. And it, it's got Katniss Everdeen in it. Right. And it's also called The Hunger Games. Right. And this could be, this could be like Hunger Games 7, Blue Jay. Right. You know, and it's weird they're even talking about another film, like a sequel or a prequel about it. But if this was some knockoff where she made an appearance, you know, I'd be like, God, this sucks. You guys should let this thing die. But it wasn't, you know, and I'm just like, there was so many things. There's a lot of pressure to do this, but it seemed like you were handling it and, and that you dropped everything at the last, you know, opportunity right. when you should have just punched it through. I, I'm not like numb about it, but I was, I was actually kind of surprised. Yeah. You it, know? It, and it, I, I mean, it I just, ended up being it, really it, it's weird. Like you in said, that we're not going to change anybody. You're going to go see this. You're going to go see it in droves. And you might actually really love this. I, right. I did not. I felt more like I was watching and I don't mean to really, you know, shit on it, but 
this felt more like I was watching the Mortal Instruments, that City of Bones film. Right. Like I was so bored and disinterested and predictably like I'm watching. I'm like, well, they're going to do this, even though I knew the book. You know, I'm like, right. well, this is how they're going to have to do this. Are you kidding me? Like it was just so blah. Right. And and uh, I will give you because I also gave it a five, which is not a one. There is a lot of stuff uh, that happens that I thought worked. Yeah. But it was almost... Uh, even the things that were good in this movie, and there were some good things in this movie, it was almost like they had already filmed them. Right. They were originally right. they were already done. They were originally like and some of them were because it had Philip they, Seymour Hoffman in it. They were from know? well, right? They were you from know. back when this was going to be one movie. Yep. And we, yep. you know, we they decided. they clearly don't film movies in order. <laughs> right. R- r- that they happen. Right. And. Anything that was good, everything with Philip Seymour Hoffman was awesome. Yeah. When he actually spoke yeah. or had a line and not that he was just sitting there like right. he was a couple of times, um, which yeah. for all I know was him CGI put knows, into it or maybe, something. But, but it was great. But a lot of the stuff that he was in was really good. There was some of the stuff that uh, they're getting through the city and the traps and that was, you know, was okay. pretty good. Yeah. It was uh, in line with the first movie and the right. previous movies and the action-y stuff that happens. I feel like they kind of went wrong with PETA several times. Yeah. Sometimes he worked pretty well. Right. But sometimes it was like they just said, I'm not really sure why this is a thing, but yeah. this is what we have to film. I even think he worked. So, I think when he worked best was during those scenes when they were going through the city. Right. When they're going them. through that. But and then he's a, he's a liability. Even, and, even when you get some good parts like that, yeah. then all of a sudden you get to, you know, they have to crawl through the wall. Right. And I'm like, oh, as course. soon as I see that spot, they have to crawl yeah. through. I'm just going, why? Yeah. Why, why bother? I mean, first right. of all, I don't think that happens like that in the book. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, I mean, what what is that? Yeah. Like you happen to see a horror movie um, during yeah, filming, right. and so you said, "Hey, uh, we could do this." Just a lot of that stuff was it just so lazy. Like that it, whole crawling, everyone yeah. has to crawl through the hole. Right. As soon as you see that hole, you you might as well just start taking bets on who dies. Right. If, like if you don't know. Right. Just as soon as there's that hole, you go, well, someone dies. Right. And then, you know, then the guy uh, walks off a little bit. Yep. And then, and then yep. be oh. tense now. It's like a sign goes on, like an applause sign right. when you're watching yeah. something live. Right? Yeah. Tension. Right. Like right. the sign goes on. And it's just so boring and lazy yeah. the way that happened. Yeah. A lot of parts around that were were pretty good, good, but then they hit like that hole and right. it's like they, well, it's two movies now. We right. Yeah, fill we a lot it. of time with yeah. stuff. So if we crawl really slowly through the water and get to this yeah. hole, that's going to be some stuff we can film. I remember instead of, why don't you figure out how to say some of the things <laughs> right. that you, you refuse to, to say if you have time yeah. to spare, you know? I remember the first film came out and there were some people who criticized it for basically moving so slowly. You know, it was so bloated and and when I and I actually I saw it a little while ago because I wanted to get my head right for this and and this is molasses trickling uphill right. compared to that. I mean, it's just so weird that people would have that consideration. I, and, and and with no point, like I right. said, there's uh, everything that happens. Even yeah. if you like what's happening, you know, if there's like a crazy Michael Bay action movie or it's like Transformers and you don't like that yeah. uh, movie. At least the at least there's a story. The stuff that happens is actually part of some story right. that's happening, right? Right. This movie is almost like if there if we made this into three movies, right? right? 
And the first one and the third one had story. And the second one was just the action of getting from point A to point B or something. Yeah. But there's no, there's no story. There's just, you know, where we are, you know, why this is happening. We don't have to say anything. And anyway, this was a disappointment. It was, it was, you know, it was, I was was several surprising successes. And I thought, you know, I I didn't think it was going to surpass anything that we'd seen before, but I thought it would end way better i thought it w- i thought it would end at least as at least as high as the first one i don't remember exactly what yeah. we rated stuff but i think we must have i must have rated the first part of this yeah at, at least like seven and a half eight yeah. something like that or yeah. you know in that area and i thought this was going to at least match that manage to be there but man the whole the whole point of these books existing right is so that she can kill coin yep yeah. And there's nothing in it. There's no after after you watch all these three movies. There's nothing in. There's nothing in the story of people in power. Right. And uh, all of this, you know, young adult dystopian point. Right. That should exist. There's there's just ah whatever. Yeah. Anyway, all right. uh, So next week. I think probably Frankenstein and hopefully Frankenstein and Creed. Right. Uh, and probably a couple of other movies too. Right. So um, we will uh, almost definitely uh, get to Brooklyn, yep. which I, I feel like that either just came out limited or some, limited. something like that. Um, so hopefully that movie, and then probably one or two other movies that we're catching up on right. too. So yeah. it's going to be busy yeah. uh, next week and for the rest of the year. Thanks again uh, for yeah. tuning in. Thanks for listening to us. Keep the emails coming. Uh, keep sending in the uh, critic takedowns, although not sure how many of them will right. have any kind of chance to get to, but uh, keep sending them anyway, because we'll keep them and we will, we will do them at some point. Yeah. Uh, and you can email us at uh, Mark Eastman at com or Mark at WN.com. And we will uh, get to your questions at some point, but we really love getting the emails. We love it. Yeah. Uh, We'll see you again next week. Please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and uh, otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.